Hello. Hello. We yeah, should we'll introduce where we're from. Yeah. Uh, Paige. I'm Riley. We're from Stevens Point. That's where we go to school and we joined Fly Club a year ago. So we've been in Fly Fishing Club for a year and a half. Um, it's been great. We've had the opportunity to, you know, partner with Chowd Unlimited and Five Rivers and it's been great. And we go to like rendezvous. Um, we're going soon in April. To the Driftless. Right, right, yes. Roqua. Looking forward to that again. You know, I never thought I'd actually be here at this Fly Expo. It's like kind of crazy. A lot of stuff going yeah. on. I mean, it's definitely busier than yesterday, which is great. I love to see the crowd. Yeah. I so can't many wait different to talk. Booths, so many different people here. There's a lot of cool stuff to look at. I loved looking at the aquatic insects for a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was over there for a while. That lady was great. I mean, she was telling me all she knew about insects and, like, what they are doing. You know, she told me about, like, the gills and, like, the different Ooh. tails of the different macroinvertebrates. It was really cool. But, yeah, there's cool art here. Oh, I love the art here. Lots to see. A lot of different techniques. I love the time materials wall. Yeah. I mean, that's something yeah. to look at for a while. Yeah. Today we have a special episode for you. It features guest hosts from UW-Stevens Point Fly Fishing Club, Paige, Riley, and Eli. We talked with multiple guests from the Great Waters Fly Fishing Expo. Five Rivers had the opportunity to have a booth at the Expo in St. Paul, Minnesota this March. We got to connect with young emerging anglers as well as people in the fly fishing industry. This episode is formatted a little differently than the others. We talked to eight different guests, ranging from people passing by our booth, to fly fishing guides from Argentina, to artists. Please excuse any background noise. We were next to inflatable raft booth, so there's some high-pitched whining every now and then. I'm Linnea Turner, and you're listening to Emerging, the official podcast of Trout Unlimited, Costa's Five Rivers program, brought to you by Sims Fishing Products. My name is Gustavo Yevon, and I ran I'm one of the owners at Set Fly Fishing. Yeah. We ran six lodges in Argentina for Golden Dorado and trout fishing. That's super cool. How long have you been out there doing that? Well, it's, we started the company almost 24, 25 years ago. Wow, so it's, cool. It's been a journey of a life. Yeah, but, uh, that's super cool. Yeah, so what kind of fish do you guys catch out there? What's like the guiding service like? Yeah, well, in, in our Patagonia lodges, it's it's for trout, and, and we, we target rainbows, browns, and, and brookies in wow. our streams. Yeah. That's super cool. And what's, like, the water like out there? Is it super clear water? Are you kind of back in the woods, or, like, what's the environment like? Yeah, well, the, the environment, uh, our lodges in Patagonia are in northern portion of Patagonia. Mm -hmm. it's, it's an area known like the Lake District, so we have... Uh, lake area where it is a cold rainforest with a lot of precipitations and and then our rivers are the natural drainage going to the east into a very dry desert area oh okay uh, so it's very varied scenery and streams yeah and so a lot of variety concentrated on those streams it's all super clear water these natural lakes are filtration for runoff. Like oh, even sure. In spring, our streams are super clear. Yeah. And uh, I mean, this all together represents a lot of variety of fishing. I always right. tell people like, I could we could take you like over a hundred days for oh, sure. fishing and don't touch the same piece of water. That's, oh yeah, that's amazing. Uh, that's how much variety it is. But uh, 
that said, we, we have like five different major rivers that we float. Okay. And in within those five rivers, if you break down in, into daily float sections, we have over 40 different day sections. That wow. We could do Crazy. float trips. So, what are the yeah. main rivers you guys fish on? Yeah, there are the Chimewin, the Koshankura, Lumine, Kaleufu, and Lemai. Okay. Wow. That's super interesting. Huh. So what's kind of, what's your favorite spot to fish out there and why? Well, uh, that's a good question that I get asked uh, quite a bit. The yeah. truth is that I have unique moments on different rivers that I oh, love sure. to do. Like, we have unique things. Like, in our lakes, we have the uh, the dragonfly hatches and the trout jump out of the water chasing oh, those yeah. dragonflies. Yeah, that's like awesome. The bass will do, but the trout do it in okay. Yeah. Then we, we have streams where they, they, we get phenomenal, like, cicadas and hopper season and the fish are really aggressive mm -hmm. on big foamy bags and, yeah. and patterns and then we we have a towards the middle of the summer a minnow migration of native mm. minnows and it makes the fish to you know chase the these minnows as bait balls like yeah saltwater action will happen but mm -hmm. really in trout streams so it's really cool and then to the fall where we're starting in argentina now uh, you know because we are opposite seasons we, we have the best mayfly hatches, right? The rivers are low, the fish are all concentrated, mm -hmm. and they, that's where blue and olives and PMD, BDs, small mayflies are coming out in numbers. And since yeah. the mornings and the evenings are cold, the, all these hatches and spinner fall concentrated in the middle of the day. Okay. So you get to fish hunting for heads of rising fish and quality good size like for six, seven hours of the day. So wow, really, that's crazy. Really, really cool. That yeah. is. Do you guys float down the river or do you wade or what do you do? Well, we do both depending the size of the river. The rivers that I mentioned before, they are all big size rivers okay. that we float. Yeah. Actually, there are many sections of the river canyons and valleys that have very little accessibility. So oh, awesome. one of our program is to, we have a, a team on, on within our operational that dedicates us to do the Lux camp. So we we're you know we're floating fishing and this crew goes ahead and set up a looks camp on the river oh island. sure yeah we get to fish till the last light and fishing that's the cool hatch. so multiple day trips and everything yeah, multiple day trips are yeah. part of our lodge program but then we have walk and weights on medium-sized rivers in pocket waters we okay. have spring creeks core the lakes we have reservoirs where the mino the mino ran and you know and these fish chasing them on the surface are mm -hmm. really cool so yeah, again, a lot of variety. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. And then I bet you guys are pretty busy down there with the, like as a guiding service. Do you guys go to a lot of expos in the states? Well, yeah, we used to have used to that in the past. You know, pre-pandemic, like once one here, one there every winter. Because right now, when the in the winter here, when the fishing shows are are happening, we're in the busy part of the season. Oh, sure, yeah. But this year we got a little. Uh, a little more attendance to different shows. So we've yeah. been in Jersey, in Atlanta, in Denver, Pleasanton, yeah. and now here. Wow, so yeah, we're that's super cool. to be here. That's yeah, super cool. Has been a really good show. Yeah. yeah, no, this is a huge show considering it's in the Midwest. And then you're like partnered with a fly shop down in southern Wisconsin. Yeah, correct. Yeah, we, we are good friends. And the, uh, the guys at the Driftless Anglers, Matt Wagner, Cherry Mayer, they mm -hmm. They represent uh, us on the area, mm -hmm. so they come hosting trips every, you know, like multiple trips every season. Okay. But they they also you know will talk with any local angler, make reference, right. plan our trips. There are a number of right. times of the year, every time fishing with us, so they know all our programs. Really yeah, well. that's awesome. Yeah, I think you know that's about it. This really brief overview about fishing in Argentina. That uh, sounds really amazing out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing we do and. 
I want to put a word into the people sure. to, you know, to be aware of is our Golden Dorado. Like, yeah. you know, it's many people heard about it and don't know much about it. It's a fish that will change the game, right? Yeah. Once we would try it, you know, you, you'll want to come back and do it for a lifetime. Okay. It's just an addictive game. It's a fish that is geared up with a shots and teeth to destroy their, their main prey, which is a sabalo. The sabalo wow. is a... Is a a fish that eats algae on the bottom but they get up to four five six pounds so wow the dorado is a fish that is designed genetically to trim in half a five six pound fish right that's and crazy so that's that's make it make it so unique right i mean and uh yeah it's something to try well my name is jim anderson and i uh, live out in the uh, saint paul area I am a retired St. Paul police officer as well as a uh, um, intelligence analyst from the Army Reserve. Okay. Um, I did do a um, tour in Iraq in 2009, 2010, wow. and uh, I do have uh, a service-connected disability. Uh, I've got some, I'm probably a couple of years away from a hip replacement. Mm, so. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Um, but uh, I came down here to the expo. Uh, I'm a member of Project Healing Waters. Uh, fly fishing, yeah. and it's an organization that's more uh, designed to kind of help uh, veterans who are um, either mentally or physically uh, handicapped or okay. injured yeah. to maybe get out, get the tranquility of being out on the water oh, definitely, yeah. and uh, being able to relax, kind For of unplug sure. from the rest of the world. Yeah, no, it's a great project. I love it. When yeah. did you first get involved? So I got involved actually in 2017. I met a uh, I think she was a lieutenant colonel in the army okay. who told me that uh, Project Healing Waters had saved her marriage and quite possibly her husband's life. Wow, that's crazy. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it really meant, uh, it left an impact on me. Sure. Uh, so when I came home, I started, I'd seen the booth at the expo a couple of times. Okay, yeah. Stopped and talked with the director there. Okay. Started volunteering with them. And actually, I started as a participant rather than a, uh, um, or actually, no, started as a volunteer. Okay. And um, talking with the current director, he said, you know, since I've got a service-connected disability, yeah. I actually qualify as a participant. And what that does, it opens up things where they can have a fly fishing trip out to Montana or something like okay, that. Okay, yeah. And I can qualify um, along with the other vets to be put into a selection pool. Yeah, that's awesome. Very yeah. cool. And this and is like a nationwide organization, right? Yeah, it is. It's a nationwide organization. It started in um, Walter Reed Hospital. Uh, oh. With just a couple of, uh, uh, I think just one guy wanted to take a couple of vets out of the hospital and okay. get them out on the lake. And uh, it kind of grew from there. And I believe that there are, I think, 245 um, programs wow. throughout the nation, I think in 45 states. Okay. And That's the crazy. way I understand it is they're trying to avoid saying, you know, clubs or um, groups because... The idea is that implies membership and oh, going sure. to meetings, sure. and yeah. they want people to know that it's it's available if you want to come, if yeah. you're busy, yeah. if you don't, there's no requirements for you. Yeah, no, that's super awesome. Yeah. yeah. How do people sign up for it? Like, how do you get involved? So they try to have um, greater visibility, you know, certainly here at the uh, Fly Fishing Expo, mm -hmm. uh, but then also they had worked at the VA, okay. uh, Minneapolis VA, the Minneapolis okay. chapter had. Sure. Uh, but with COVID, they ended up having to kind of break the ties there because they couldn't have people in the hospitals. Oh, yeah. That um, makes it hard for sure. Right. 
And the thing there was it was great because, one, you're dealing with uh, veterans, and in many cases they are bound in the hospital. Okay. So through the winters we would do fly tying yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would maybe uh, in the spring go down to Lanesboro. Sure. Uh, take people to the fly, um, the, the trout hatchery down there. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, do a little bit of fishing on a trout pond. That's uh, super that cool. Super yeah. fun. Interesting. So. And then you mentioned you're also like, do it again? You're going back to school? Yeah. Um, so I... I've always loved photography. I remember uh, I actually bought my first camera in 83 when really? I was stationed in Okinawa, Japan awesome. in the Marine Corps. And um, something I've always enjoyed when I retired from the police department and the army, I'm using the GI Bill to go to school for photography. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Are you just going here in the city center or where at? Yeah. It's a little college in White Bear Lake area, Century College. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, awesome that you're going back and pursuing something that you enjoy. Yeah. It's, it's really like been good. Yeah, so what are you going to continue to do with Project Healing Waters? Like, what are the future plans, I guess? Well, um, I was just speaking with the program director who said that they would like to get a little bit more um, social media presence. Okay, and, yeah, uh, that's so um, important. It is. Mm-hmm. And that way that it'll also get the word out. Yeah. So I suggested that, you know, it's something with my photography background and some internet ability yeah. that I'd be willing to take that on. Yeah, that's the, awesome. So. Well, that, good luck with that. And that sounds like it's such a great program. I want to learn so much more about it still, but it, ah, yeah, it's, yeah cool. it, it, it's a good group of people, and I really enjoy you know, just the camaraderie of right, getting together. How's it going at the expo? It is going good. It's uh, fun talking to a whole bunch of people. Yeah, and, and this is your first fly fishing expo, right? It is. You know, I just started doing expos because I'm trying to hit a different market of people. I'm an artist. Yeah. I make a lot of outdoor nature, hunting and fishing related art, uh, woodcut prints specifically. Sure. And, uh, you know, there's a whole market of people that I don't see in the summertime during art fairs because they're out doing awesome outdoors things. Yeah. So what kind of artwork do you do? Walk us through it, even though it's really hard. Yeah, it is. You know what? Everybody's going to go cross-eyed after I'm done saying this. But (laughs) So I make woodcut relief prints. So what that means is I start with a blank block of wood. I draw an image on there, and then I will take hand carving tools and cut that into the block. Mm -hmm. And wherever I leave the original surface raised will then get rolled with ink and pressed onto a sheet of paper like a big stamp. So yeah, pretty much boil it down to its simplest terms. I carve big stamps out of wood. Yeah, exactly. That's such an awesome art form, but takes so much detail. Yeah, it is a uh, time-consuming thing. Sometimes I'll spend, uh, you know, between 80 to 100 hours on a block, sometimes even more. You know, I've got got some really big ones. Yeah, and then some of your fish over there are so cool because there's so many color layers to them. Yeah. You mentioned that you have like multiple blocks for each That's one. That's right. Every time you add a color, it makes it more challenging because when you're doing block printed colors, each color has to go down in its own layer. Mm-hmm. So its own pass through the press. Then it's got to sit and dry and wait for the next color. So you'll print a color, let it dry, print another color. And how we do that is with two techniques. The first of which is color reduction printing. And when you do a reduction cut, that means you're printing a color. You'll print your entire edition of paper. So if I was making a print edition that was 100 prints, you know, I'd print that first color 100 times, wow. and then I go back into that block, I'll carve more away from it, ink it with a different color, and then print it again. And uh, when you do that, you can never go back to that first color. Right. So you got to try to not make too big a mistake. Yeah. But I live by the Bob Ross mentality. There's no mistakes, only happy accidents. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Yeah. That's super cool. <laughs> 
so if I can get all the colors with that technique, I'll do that. Otherwise, yeah. if I can't, if I need more, I'll then add in multiple blocks as well. Sure. So like, okay. you know, the ones we can see right now, I got that brown trout and the brook trout yeah. there. Those are both six color prints, so there's six layers of color in mm -hmm. there. And they were both done from four separate blocks. Okay. And then each of them, two of those blocks were reduction cuts that pulled okay. double duty printing more yeah. than one color. Super interesting. That's and now cool. that everybody is glazed over because they are like, what is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to imagine when you're not looking at them. So I'll yeah. definitely like link them up. But how did you first get started doing this art? So, well, I went to school for art. I went to the UW Stout in Menominee, Wisconsin. I was awesome. going to be a ceramicist because I loved that tactile, um, technical craft that ceramics was. Mm -hmm. I had to take some other classes. I took a printmaking class. It was an etching class. And, man, okay. I just fell in love with that process. It's yeah. that step-oriented process. It's kind of uh, like a puzzle, you know, and I've got a pretty strong engineering side to my brain. Every time I make a print, I have to solve this puzzle of how many colors it's going to be, how many blocks, in what order, and all that. Right. So I get to flex that side of my brain, and then I get to be very yeah. uh, creative as well. So I just fell in love with printmaking, and I've just been doing it ever since. Yeah, that's super awesome. And you must love the outdoors since all of your, oh. you know, things are themed outdoorsy and animals. And you know, I probably wouldn't make any art if I could just be outside all the time. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'd just I totally be out there. Because honestly, in my opinion, nature did it best. And I'm just trying to capture a yeah, little bit of that no, magic. Exactly. Yeah, like it's just such a different texture than any other art form. Exactly. You know, especially when you're doing a relief cut, you know, print, like, you can't get that form of mark making any other way. Because, oh, no, yeah. like... I could draw all of these things, they wouldn't look the same. Yeah, it would it not look the same. It's yeah. a little special magic, especially when you cut in wood, too, because that wood was a living thing. It has grain that moves left and right and up and down. And when I'm carving those images, my tool gets dragged this way or that way. Right. You know, that wood wants to splinter and chip, and, and it does, does all these funky things. And I think all of those minute mistakes or differences or different things that happen add a lot to the mark making, mm -hmm. give it a lot of energy that you can't get any other yeah. way. And then you have like online website and people can order from you online. I you sure do. You can find me on Instagram at Stanley underscore Leonard underscore studio. And then my website is also StanleyLeonardStudio.com. Uh, let's see. So where are you from? We're from Waconia, Minnesota. Nice, nice. And you go to SDSU currently? Yeah, I do. Thinking about starting a fly club there? You should. Should I? Yeah, you really right. should. I'll, I think I'll look it'd be cool. It. I know there's like the landscape is a little different there, but yeah, it's you know, just lakes. Yeah, pretty much. To South Dakota, out to Rapid City. Yeah, yeah. yeah I could do spearfish. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we're pretty lucky where we're located. I mean, we got like the driftless area. That's where I'm from in Minnesota. So, I mean, nice fly fishing there. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Rather Do you know where the Driftless is? Mason. Yes, southeast. <laughs> yes. Oh, good. <laughs> nice. Good. Nice. What are you going to school for? Uh, I'm currently aviation. Nice. I have a friend that goes to NDSU, or UND. Yeah. He's going to That's aviation school. That, yeah. 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 That's big nice. One. Do you fly fish? I fly fish. You fly fish? Nice. He does, too. Yeah. At I times. He likes to. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, well, we'll convert them again. Hi, 
I'm Monta Hainer, and I'm a fly fishing guide through the Driftless Fly Fishing Company, but I'm also the Fly Fishers International Upper Midwest Council Women Connect Liaison. It's a mouthful, but <laughs> I put on events for women, too. Well, now that we're on the topic, though, can you tell me a little bit about what you do for the youth involvement um, with fly fishing related or what so, you do? Um, I'm part of Lou... Do you want me to answer in this? Yeah. Okay. So I'm part of Lou Jewett Fly Fishing Club that okay. runs the youth passport program here today. Oh, we got a little got a little guy blowing up a tube behind us. All right. I think we're good now. <laughs> um, so today they can come to the intro to fly fishing class. Okay. And then they go around to five or six of thing uh, activities. Okay. Okay. So they can tie flies or watch someone tying flies. They can take a casting lesson, nice. um, stop at the DNR booth and pick up fishy information. Yeah. And uh, what are the other ones? Um, learn to tie fishing knots at the Lou Jewett booth. Ooh, that's important. And <laughs> I can't remember the other ones right now. And so anybody who finishes the passport program, their name goes in for a drawing. And this year we have three fly fishing combos to give away at the end of the day. Nice. Yeah. That's a really exciting. I was a camp counselor this past summer and I got the opportunity to teach nine through 16 year olds how to cast, tie a fly. Um, we went down to the water, we went casting and it was just great to see their reactions and how they liked the sport. Even if they didn't even know whatever they were doing, they felt comfortable you know, just trying it out, and it was great. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah, Thanks just for sharing. Giving them opportunities to play in the water yeah. is how it starts. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a Girl Scout class now that a couple friends of mine have started. Um, they do it in Wisconsin at the Ellsworth Rod and Gun Club, okay. and I teach casting there as well. Awesome. So that'll be in May. Awesome. Yo, yeah, yeah, feel free to talk. So we got Lance and Adeline here. Uh, is this your first time at the expo? No, this is not our first time at the expo. We actually own a fly shop in Lanesboro, Minnesota called Root River Rod Co. And this is our fifth year at the Great Waters Expo. Fifth year. Does your dad do a pretty good job at fishing? You think he's good at it? Yeah. Is he like the best person you know? No. Who's the best person you know at fishing? Grandpa. Grandpa? Yeah. That's a valid answer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> you think you're going to have a good spring season at, down there at the shop? Yeah, yeah. Everything's looking good. I think the water flows are going to yeah. be excellent for fishing, and we're excited. Bring on summer. Well, I just, I'm just kind of thinking about the college program we do here. I So I've been fly fishing since I was like, like 10 or whatever, but these three got involved in college. Yeah, And just like programs like this, I think are important, especially for business owners like you, because, you know, they've all bought a fly rod, bought a pair of waders, bought boots. So just like, you know, it just keeps people involved. Yeah, I'd love to get involved with colleges yeah. too as well. So want to pitch your shop or anything? Um, yeah. So Root River Rod Co. Give us a follow on Instagram, social media. Instagram, um, Facebook. Facebook. All right. TikTok. You got to. All right, you guys got TikTok. We got TikTok, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. We're trying to keep up with the young bloods, but oh yeah, um, yeah. YouTube, so yeah. we're all out there. Send us a DM, we'll help you out. Okay. Give you any information okay. we can. So.
I'm Kyle, yeah. Kyle, Kyle. and you're with the, look at your booth over there, Wisconsin Beaver Fishing? Blacker Dangling Company. Oh, Blacker. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so uh, what's your booth about? What's your business? Uh, so I'm a guide outfit just uh, mm-hmm. on the west side of Madison. Okay, Wisconsin, okay. Yep. And, uh, we guide for all the warm water species yeah, yeah. and driftless trout. So we kind of guide that whole southwest corner of, uh, of Wisconsin. Is that our drift boats mainly? Are you walking? Uh, we, we have jet boats. Jet uh, boats. So that's oh, what we do wow. all our warm water stuff out of. It's okay. like a, a jet boat that is kind of modified for Wisconsin fishing, right? So it's, wow. got, it's got oars. It's got trolling motor. Like we can do kind of anything uh, the river really easily. And then all of our, all of our driftless stuff is walking wade. Wow, that's pretty unique. So are you like the owner? Are you you're like a partner? The owner, my, my wife and I uh, yeah. are the owners, yep. And that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's Part, been great. Cool partnership. How's the expo going so far? It's been going pretty good, yeah. The yeah. traffic's great. You know, like it's uh, it's good to see a lot of different people and fresh young faces around. That's always good to see. Some some kids that are around here. I was just talking to a young guy who I, I met maybe the... Gosh, back in last time I was here it was like 2019, mm-hmm. and like he bought a shirt from me, and he like came back, he's wearing his shirt, and like yeah, yeah, got yeah. some holes in it, got yeah, some yeah. So I went over there and watched him tie some flies, which is great. I remember coming here with my dad quite a few years ago, and it was like now I got a beard, so yeah, it's pretty right. fun to see how that evolves. It is cool and right? everything. So how did you get started in fly fishing? Or just being in the outdoors. Yeah, so I uh, I had kind of done fish, you know, some sort of conventional fishing all yeah. my life growing up. Like my grandpas always took me. Like grandpas really are awesome. Good about always going out. Hey, we're going fishing. You're coming with. You know, I know I love that kind of stuff. And then didn't ever touch a fly rod really, um, but I really enjoyed trout fishing. My dad took me trout fishing. It was just like a magical moment for me. Like. Like the moving water and like being in waders, like that was so cool. How immersive it is. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, just been fishing for trout and like I had done a lot of that and really liked it. And then for uh, my high school graduation, I got a, a fly rod and I was kind of like, what is this silly thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I started playing around with it a little bit and um, man, it was, uh, I kind of didn't understand what it was all about. And then I had a friend, a local friend in town, show me the ropes a little bit and yeah. took me out and like kind of taught me to cast and. You know, I caught my first trout doing that, like on the on the Kinnikinick River, which was really yeah. cool. You know, I got pretty pretty hooked after that moment, and then actually ended up getting a job when I was in college, a summer job out in Colorado. Okay. And I uh, got to like live on the Animus River. Like I was pretty lucky that way to like. I think the chef like at this resort I worked at was a fly angler. Okay. And he's like, "Oh, I saw you guys brought fly rods." He's like, "He brought you to the dark side." Yeah, he totally right. We call him Professor Trout. <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he like would he would like come out after work and and show us the ropes and like yeah. I was like full on hooked from that moment on. So just there. that experience with your grandpa and then your buddies and going out there that kind of brought you to where you are today. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, I've had a lot of hobbies throughout my life and yeah. fishing seems to be one of those things that like just stuck, right? Throughout all all the different things I've like mm-hmm. picked up and you know, like decided that wasn't for me. Fishing has always been that common like thread for me of, of Now now it's your career. Now it's my career. Full deep into it. So, Hannah, how's the expo going for you? Uh, the expo's going great. Uh, yeah. This is our first time back here since pre-pandemic, and it feels good to be back and, like, right seeing on. all of our friends and everybody, and it's a great turnout, yeah. Because it's kind of a big community, you know, like, you recognize people. Yeah, fly fishing is, it's a very tight-knit community, and yeah. it feels small and big at the same time, and it's funny, like, the number of times that I meet people here at the expo, and, like, I really click with them, and I'm like, we should connect on social media, Yeah, yeah. and I look them up on Instagram, I'm like, oh my god, we're already following each other. <laughs> but 
suppose as a, are you a guide or? Um, so I am not a guide. I yeah. am one of the owners of Black Earth okay. Angling Company, which is a guide service. And yeah. I function as the business manager. So I do okay. all of the things that need to be done to keep a business running. And my husband and our guide, Wyatt, get to actually take people out fishing. That's yeah. awesome. So as a business owner, you probably know the importance of getting like a diverse group interested in this sport. Absolutely. Um, I mean, especially fly fishing. When most people think of fly fishing, you think of like retired old white guys, which is great. That is definitely a lot of our clientele. But as they continue to age, we need to get lots of people involved in fly fishing. And I think diverse perspectives, diverse age groups, diverse abilities is so important to the future of the sport. That's really awesome to hear you have that perspective just as like a business owner. Is there anything, you know, your business does to try to engage people just of like different stuff? Yeah, we do a number of things to engage kind of our local fishing community. And we're based near Madison, Wisconsin. We have an outreach program that our local Trout Unlimited chapter puts on and it's called Project Green Teen. And we work with one of the local high schools in Madison and we teach teenagers interested in the outdoors. We teach them how to tie flies, the basics of casting. We do a day where we actually get them out on the water. So we volunteer for that. We put on just a free social fly tying night um, once or twice a month, all winter long. We call that drinking with scissors. And again, there's no agenda. You just show up. The purpose of it is to build community. I personally volunteer with Wisconsin Women on the Water. I'm involved a little bit with um, the Outcast Collective. Mm-hmm. And the Confluence Collective doing kind of, again, diverse outreach yeah. to women and marginalized groups to get them interested in fly fishing. Thank you to Carl and Jade for hosting and inviting us to the expo. It was a great opportunity to share the story of Five Rivers. Check out the links below to learn more about the expo and about all of our guests. This season is hosted and edited by me, Lenaya Turner. The music is made by the Wright Brothers. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to fiverivers at tu.org. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Bye.